no one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. On March 25th, 1990, Our Lady said, God wants to save you and sends you messages through man, nature, and so many things which can only help you to understand that you must change the direction of your life. There's no interpretation. It's easy to understand what she's saying. You must change the direction of your life. Ivanka, August 27th, 2009, Ivanka says that lady said to her, quote, she told me the future of the church and the world. Maria Valtorta, Italian mystic, who repeatedly suffered the passion, was given the five volumes of the poor man God. There was controversy about it, so Maria asked our lady, could they read it? because people, they said it was on the index, which means it's condemned by the church. Our Lady made it clearly that you could read the books. We here at Caritas have read them for years. There was other books called Notebooks. They are titled 1943, 1944, 1945, 1950, and what these books are about is spiritual direction. 
Ivanka talks about, and why does she talk about it? And why did our lady say that she would tell Ivanka about the future of the church and the world? And she has wrote that down. And she's got that already done. She says she would release it when Our Lady would tell her to give the papers and who to give them to. We know in real time that these things happen. And what Maria Vertorta, we learn about many things. Back from there, in the 40s, about the future, which is now. In the notebook, 1943, Jesus tells Vertorta, November 11th, 1943, And it's a prophecy about the future church and what you're about to hear. This dictation is transcribed of the moment we're living now. So what you're going to be hearing is mystical, no longer a mystery, because we have our lady here with us. You're going to hear things that is linking to Medjugorje and to our lady, what's happening right now. The following is an excerpt from Maria Valtorta's writing notebooks. The following is a dictation from November 11, 1943. Jesus says, Let us together propel our gaze into the times, which, like a placid dawn following a stormy night, will precede the day of the Lord. I have already told you. My church shall have her day of Hosanna before the final Passion. Then the eternal triumph shall come. The Catholics and the whole world will then know the Roman Church. For the gospel will resound from the poles to the equator and from one side of the world to the other. Like a band of love, the word will go. The Catholics, having emerged from a very fierce struggle, to which this one is only the prelude, speaking of the Second World War, sick of killing each other and of following brutal masters, will turn from the insatiable thirst for killing and insuperable violence towards the triumphant cross, rediscovered after their long blindness. Above the great din of massacres and abundant blood, they will hear the loving and forgiving voice and see the light, whiter than a lily, descending from the heavens to instruct them for the heavens. Like a march of millions and millions of tribes, men will go with their spirits towards Christ and place their trust in the only entity on earth in which there is no thirst for overbearance or desire for revenge. It will be Rome that speaks, but not the more or less great and enduringly great Rome which they may obtain from the leaders of peoples. It will be the Rome of Christ, the one that overcame the Caesars, It overcame them without weapons or struggles, with a single force, love, with a single weapon, the cross, with a single oratory, prayer, meaning the rosary. It will be the Rome of the great pontiffs, which, in a world darkened by barbarian invasions and dazed by acts of destruction, was able to preserve civilization and expand it among the uncivilized. It will be the Rome that stood up to the arrogant and through the mouths of her holy elders was able to side with the weak and set the sting of spiritual punishment even in those who were apparently stubborn to all remorse, meaning excommunication. 
There will come the day when, disillusioned with men, you will turn to him, who is already more spirit than man, and conserves only that minimum of man's nature needed to make you convinced of his presence. There will come from his mouth, which I inspire, the words similar to the ones I would say to you. I, the Prince of Peace. He will teach you the most precious pearl of mutual forgiveness and convince you that there is no weapon more beautiful than the plowshare and the scythe, which wounds the fields to make them fertile and cuts the grass to make them more lovely. He will teach you that the holiest labor is that which is performed to obtain bread, clothing, and a house for one's brothers, and that only by loving one another as brothers is there no longer knowledge of the poison of hatred and of the tortures of wars. Children, begin the march towards the light of the Lord. Do not go further, groping in the blind darkness. My beloved ones at the head, overcoming every man's fear, for I am with you, O oh, those dearest to my heart, the others drawn along by the example of my saints. Begin this new exodus towards the new earth, which I promise you and which will be your very same earth, but changed by Christian love. Separate yourselves from those who are idolaters of Satan, the world, and the flesh. Without disdain, separate yourselves from them. Disdain is of no benefit. It ruins without benefiting. But separate yourselves from them so as not to be infected by them. Love them with the love of redeemers, placing your faith in Christ as a bastion between them and yourselves. You are not strong enough to be able to live in their midst without danger. Too many centuries of increasingly marked spiritual decay have weakened you. Imitate the early Christians. Be able to live in the world, but isolated from the world by virtue of your love for God. Jesus says, My church shall have her day of Hosanna before the final passion. That's what we're being ready for right now. And what you just heard, the words, quote, Above the great din of massacres and abundant blood, you will hear the loving and forgiving voice who is that? What is Jesus talking about? Then he says, Forgiving voice and see the light whiter than our lily. Is that our lady? Are we interpreting this? You don't have to interpret it. Because the next words, The forgiving voice and see the light whiter than our lily, descending from the heavens to instruct them for the heavens. That's a lady. She's descended here. She's the lily. She's the light. And she's here through her messages to instruct us. How many people have gone to Medjugorje? The estimate is 40 to 50 million. We have our total rights, what Jesus says, like a march of millions and millions of tribes, men will go with their spirits toward Christ 
and place their trust in the only entity on earth in which no one thirsts for forbearance or desires for revenge. That's the base of today's messages. We're listening to something in the 1940s given from Jesus that we're experiencing at this moment. The one that overcomes the Caesars without weapons and struggles, but with a single force, love, with a single weapon, the cross. And the words are added with a single prayer, which is the rosary. We know with the signs of the times, we're in darkened times. Thy torture says, was able to preserve civilization and expand it. That's what a lady's doing in Medjugorje. That's what she's doing with the rosary. Was able to preserve civilization and expand it from the seeds of Medjugorje, expanding across the world. To who? All of us who's gone there, who has been uncivilized. So the complete sentence, Jesus told Valtorta, was able to preserve civilization and expand it among the uncivilized. Many a beast, many of those who were unconverted, went to Medjugorje, converted. They were uncivilized. A lady gave a message June 2nd, 2019. She said something incredible. She said, My children, forgiveness is the most exalted love. That's incredible. The highest love that you could have is forgiveness. And that's why we understand if you don't forgive, it tells you what happened to you, how you will be judged, is in our Father. Forgives our trespasses as we forgive others. You are giving your own judgment. So the writing in 1943 states something incredible that you heard, but you may not have catched it. So I'm going to repeat it. Quote, I would say to you, I, the Prince of Peace, will teach you the most precious pearl of mutual forgiveness and convince you there is no weapon more beautiful than the plowshare and the scythe, which wounds the fields to make them fertile and cuts the grass to make them more lovely. That is an atomic bomb. Are you catching on yet? The pearl of forgiveness? So Jesus is talking about us being forgiveness by divorcing ourselves from the soil. And that's why he says, There is no weapon more beautiful than a plowshare in the sight, which wounds, meaning is cutting hay, cutting the grass, and it continues the fields to make them fertile and cut the grass to make them more lovely. Jesus says, He will teach you that the holiest labor is that which is performed to obtain bread, clothing, and a house for one's brothers. What is our lady doing with us right now? Now, I go back March 25th, 1990. God wants to save you. Jesus was saying that in 1943. And sends you messages through men Nature and so many things which I can only help you to understand that you have to change the direction of your life. 
amazing. And so what Jesus says, and continue this prophecy from 1943, begin this new exodus towards the new earth. That's what Ray says. Change the direction of your life. Nature speaks to you. And after Jesus says the exodus toward the new earth, he says, which I promise you, and rich will be your very same earth, but changed by the Christian love. Is that not beautiful? Is that not profound? And just like as has been said, Jesus says in 1943, separate yourselves from those who are idolaters of Satan, the world, and the flesh. Without disdain, separate yourselves from them. Disdain is of no benefit. It ruins without benefiting. But separate yourselves from them so as not to be infected by them. That's what's happened in society. We're letting people infect us and accept their ways, abominable ways. But Jesus says, don't disdain, but separate with them. That's what Jesus said. I come to divide. And he says, love them with the love of redeemers, placing your faith in Christ. And then he says something. As a bastion, meaning a wall, a protection. Placing your faith in the Christ as a bastion between them and yourselves. We're not to go along with them. We're going to separate, but not to disdain them. And he says, why? You are not strong to be able to live in their midst without danger. The church and us have amalgamated with evil, accepting it. And Jesus says, ending this, too many centuries of increasingly marked spiritual decay have awakened you. You understand? This is where we are today. And the last words of Jesus, we are to imitate the early Christians, be able to live in the world, but isolated from the world by virtue of your love for God. This past Saturday, January 29th, the third biggest farm, which raises 20 million chickens a year for eggs, burned down. 21 fire trucks, eight hours to put it out. Do you think God's pleased with that? No, not the fire. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about one place producing 20 million chickens a year. For what? Just for money. You think God is pleased with that? Do you think in 2022, 95 mega chicken operations have burned down or have killed other chickens because of disease? Years before that, nothing's happened. Previous to 21, we didn't have that happening. In Exodus 12 in the Bible, it says, It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and all the gods. I will execute judgments. We have operations 
godlike, for the God of money. And Our Lady is striking these things down. What do I mean by that? Our Lady told you in 2011, what's not going to glorify God is going to be striked. Everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. Many people said, oh, the government's doing that. Are people burning these downs? Of course they are. But God is letting that happen. He's striking it. Because the system there is not glorifying God. So what's happening? We have shortages of eggs. Are you getting what I'm saying now? What God's doing? Jesus said that to Maria her. Begin this new exodus toward the new earth. When my kids were in like third or fourth grade at Catholic school, I'd been working, I'd been busy all summer building a business, and we couldn't go anywhere. We worked many hours. So in the fall, I decided I was going to take them somewhere for a vacation. And I went and told the principal, my kids won't be here for a week. And she says, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going on vacation. She says, you can't do that. I said, what are you talking about? She you can't pull your kids out of school. I said, they're my kids, and I'm going to do that. She stood up, put her hands at the desk. You're not going to do that. I said, you can do what you want to. This is my kids, not your kids. See, I was radical about 35 years ago, and I did it. I don't care what they think. Tomorrow morning, you take your kids out of school, and y'all go to Tractor Supply Company. It's called TSC. There is 2,069 of these stores. They're in 49 states. And you go buy chickens. You can buy what's called a chicken tractor that you can have them in a cage. Many subdivisions now are allowing chickens in their backyards. And if they don't do it, start going to your council and say, get it all changed. But tomorrow, you don't waste any time. The exodus of the system going towards a new earth is in front of us. And God's taking down this system, opening a door for us to be agreeing people. There is no weapon more beautiful than the plowshare and the sight. He, God, will teach you the holiest labor is that which performed to obtain bread, clothing, and a house. Are you getting the message? All these things is happening. And I'm not joking around. Go tomorrow. Buy your chickens. They have chickens there. Because we're broadcasting across the United States and other countries, don't delay. Get your 10, 15, 20 chickens for meat and for eggs. And you can do that easily. And it'll be a joyful thing with your kids or your grandkids. I know many of you are different countries looking at this. But Canada has around 400 TSCs, Tractor Supply Company. It goes under the name PV, so you can get your chickens also. And from you and other countries, do the same thing. Start right now what the call is from Our Lady. This is very clear. Everything's going to deteriorate. There's going to be shortages just getting baby chicks. Nature and so many things which you can only help you understand that you must change the direction of your life. Forget the school's rules, what you can do, what you can't do. 
you take charge of your family. If they give you problems, just tell them all your kids got chicken pot. Goodbye. And that's what I told Alice, the principal. In the same message about direction of your life, she says, the greatest of the gifts which God has given you through me so that I may protect you with my mantle and lead you to the joy of life. You get those baby chickens and watch how much joy you'll have. Reread or download the Corona Vision. It's all about this. This is the future. Also, when you go to TSC, ask for the manager and tell them why you're there. That there was a broadcast about this, because we want to work with them to work with you and what we're propagating through the messages about the grand life. We're going to approach them because they're everywhere. And we want the higher ups knows that you're there and there was a run on chickens in the next couple of days that we can try to partner with them to expand to what Jesus said in the notebook for the civilized to expand among the uncivilized. When Noah stepped out that ark, he had exodus towards a new earth, devoid of sin, fresh, and that's where we're going, by your choice or by force. Don't wait a day. I'm going to end with this. Say a quick prayer and let this go into your heart. Mystical. Mystery. Mystic. By a friend of Megagoria. An ark is not measured in importance by its size. The contents within determine its importance. What is an ark? An ark can be different things. The Garden of Eden was the womb for the first birth of man. The Ark of Eden, with its umbilical cord, nurtured man's needs. All arks have great importance. Arks are the outward sign of man's need. An ark can be defined as life-giving. Before creation, there was God. God was the first ark. Where did the universe, with all its millions of galaxies, with billions of stars, come from? The great void was filled out of the very being of God. Within Him resides all things that is and will ever be. Therefore, everything is sacred and holy to glorify God. Man has taken from God what is holy and has transferred it for perverse use, degrading man, causing him to fall. Biblical history tells man of his falls, then it tells of his rise. It is a cycle that repeats itself throughout the Bible, from man's beginning to this moment. 
On time scale, the weight of this moment has hit the bottom, with no possibility for any counterweight to raise the heavy weight off the bottom of the scale. Forty years ago, in 1981, Heaven foresaw that the scale would reach the bottom by 2021. A fall of wickedness exceeding Noah's time by the weight of man's sin. That God would have to begin a divine intervention unlike any other time in history. 400 years ago, man was at the peak of the beautiful European Renaissance. He had risen to new heights and pride began to fill his heart. He began the fall over the next four centuries to this moment. Man had made great civilization progress, but without God. Man has wandered off to foreign gods and objects and many inventions of which have enslaved him. Man has raised these things to the level of divinity. These gods have shackled him with so much weight he is no longer able to lift them off without divine intervention. The Israelites were enslaved for 400 years in much the same time as man today. The Israelites also wandered off to foreign gods. Moses was chosen with miracles and signs to lift the weight of slavery and bad mentalities from them so they could leave Egypt return to God, and be given a land that he had promised to them. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, and Moses gave the Ten Commandments to the Israelites. It would take great effort to change the Israelites' deformed mentalities, to be reformed, to lift them from their fall, and to return them to God. It took 40 years to purify their mentalities, God, through Moses, fed them manna from heaven to save them and to lift their hearts that they would become a people who would serve him and be deserving to enter the promised land. In the summer of 1977, a drive through a valley that was so mystical, one could feel a mystery. Veterans from the War of 1812 were granted 40 acres each in this valley and among these mountains. As they entered the valley, traveling the Indian path, turned to the Settlers Road, now turned to Highway 43. They felt the same mystic awe of entering a promised land. They named it Paradise Valley, a parallel of when the Israelites entered the promised land after having to fight for the land. Four years later, from that ordained drive down Highway 43, a 40-year exodus in 1981 begins for the whole world. An entry into and then through a desert where the heavy weight of bad mentalities and ways could be lifted off the chosen ones, just as the Israelites experienced. For the great plan for the salvation for the world, Two geographic places on the face of the earth would be the biblical amphitheater for the great battle. Medjugorje, the desert. The manna, 
Our Lady's messages to purify the way of man to return to God and be God's people, ready to serve Him. Caritas, the Promised Land The propagation of the manna for man and for man to return to the land and be God's children. The Biblical Cycle, changing from falling to rising, changing from bad to good, a deciding and returning to God. When Moses died, God told his people, with Joshua, to go from the wilderness and cross the Jordan River to the land promised to Moses that he would give them. God separated the waters of the Jordan for them, just as he had with the Red Sea, so they could pass. God would fight their battles as long as they kept the law of God. Throughout biblical history, there are few arcs. The largest was Noah's Ark, a life-saving ark that saved mankind and animal kind. Then there was the Ark of the Covenant, life-giving, containing the Ten Commandment tablets, Aaron's rod that had bloomed, and a piece of manna, all of which represented the presence of God. The smallest and most sacred life-giving ark that Scripture relays to us was the womb of a woman, the ark of His covenant that was seen within His temple. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of His covenant was seen within His temple. A great sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was with child. Another life-saving ark is given for the end times, to carry man through the greatest distress the world has ever seen. Within it is the sacred manna to give life-saving nourishment to man. Strangely, this ark is very similar in size to Noah's ark. Its ordained name defines the purpose of the ark, to preserve the manna coming from heaven. The ark's name, the tabernacle of Our Lady's messages. An ark planted in the promised land that Our Lady said on June 25th, 2021. Decide for God, so that it may be good for you on the land which God gave you. A land that Satan tried to take, and God literally spoke, saying, Wait for the Lord and keep His ways. He will promote you to the ownership of the land. June 25th, 2002. Every word that I am giving you comes from heaven. Words from heaven, the only place on earth, anointed and designated as the ark to pass to all future generations. The manna to the end of the world. 
tread lightly, for you walk on holy ground. A Friend of Megagoria, October the 2nd, the year of our Lord, 2021. Spread these broadcasts. It brings people to conversion. Because it's got Jesus in it, in regards to what they said in their messages, my son is the light of common sense. And by listening to this, you can bring people to conversion. So spread this. Tell your families, your co-workers, your neighbors. Don't worry about they won't accept the Virgin Mary. They will when the secrets happen. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.